0: Hi and welcome to Chic West Podcast, a radio show that will help you not only claim your awareness around the concept of power, body, beauty, voice and the arts of your life, but truly embody it. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. You are here to widen your lens on the unfiltered and uncurated conversation we have in my SheQuest membership program. And best yet, you'll get real life, tangible tools to stay real and true to you. Each season, we will interview incredible, knowledgeable guests and you'll educate and uplift as we strive to live whole and not perfect. Welcome. Hi, Quest. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast. And today's episode, Jen Grant is just so unbelievably honest. And she comes forward to us with such a story of you know, the way she grew up in (laughs) PI from her kind of early days, making music, writing songs to becoming a mom and falling really deep in a postpartum depression. It's really the Jen Grant we don't often see, I think. And she gifts us with such a portrait, a vivid portrait of what it's like, um, what it was like for her. And so the theme that, you know, uh, I wanted to bring her on to speak about how art awakens and the conversation went elsewhere. And I love, love, love that it did because it's a conversation that really needs out. We need more, mothers and more women to speak about the intensity of, <laughs> of you know, motherhood and also of mental health. I think that is such an important to shed light on everyone experiences. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I had, you know, making it and listening to Jan and her gift of not only her artistic prowess, <laughs> um, but also the magical and the enthralling quality of her story telling, um, and ultimately her rise in that. So enjoy, enjoy. If you don't know Jen Grant, and here in Havac, she's a havox folk pop singer songwriter, and you know, on a personal note. And I do mention this in the podcast. She has gifted me her song Raven, which has been now for four season, the emblem of my podcast. Um, so enjoy.
1: Bye. No, it this way. Hi. Hi. Ah, you're here. I'm here.
0: <laughs> we always start with the first question as she quest is uh what makes you feel alive today jen
1: i think today like well last night i did i filmed a christmas special in my house so it's kind of like the afterglow feeling of like, feeling of like having accomplished something but i have a lot more work to do <laughs> <laughs> but i know that i got some of it done and that makes me feel good my baby is sleeping for like a little bit he's having his nap my other kids at daycare and i'm about like after this um, we're gonna be like mixing and editing this special that's gonna come out sunday and yeah, um, yeah. and then a couple other things so it's pretty crazy
0: yeah you're you're a busy bee all over the place but i've been wanting you on the podcast for so long i'm such a girl crush like complete girl yeah. crush uh, over you yes <laughs> Um, and I just want to take a moment, like just tell us your story, like where I don't even know where you grow up and okay. like, and our theme is art that awakens. Like, I want you to talk, like, I love your bio. I mean, your bio was so rich and like, you believe I like the, you know, the power intuition and gut feelings and all this. And like, so just around that, like where you got, where you are today.
1: I grew up in PEI. Um, I lived there when I was a kid until I was ten. My parents separated when I was ten, and then my mom and my brother and I moved to Halifax. Um, and I started writing songs when I was a little kid. I don't know why I started writing songs, but just started doing it. And I just had this thing. I just had this thing in me, even as a kid, where I just like needed to get something out. And I remember like being. I remember being, you know, seven years old. We lived in this. Um, this big yellow house close to the ocean um, in a field kind of surrounded by just like a few houses and going outside in the field and just like, yeah, like screaming, <laughs> just no. like screaming out like this, like a, like a, like a, just like a, an animalistic kind of yell. And I mean, I just had stuff in me that I just needed to get out. And I just have that memory of just needing to get that out and just needing to have like this open space around me to like yell like ah. <laughs> okay. and I think I'm still doing that but I'm just doing it through um I mean sometimes I'm yelling but uh, I'm doing it through music and art more these days and um I yeah art and music has been a big part of my life since I was a kid and kind of been trying to hone in on that craft and then eventually um trying to also make it work for you know creating sustainability for my family and you
0: know that kind of stuff when would you say like you started like I know you say talk about this I love I can totally see you too I'm having this vision of Mm -hmm. like of Green Gables like (laughs) walking in the field but um when like because I know just you know you're into painting as well and you went to NASCAD and all this so there's all these different kind of avenues that you've taken I think to kind of bring out what's inside you out
1: yeah I always loved painting but I went to Naskat also kind of because I had really bad stage fright and I didn't know how to I wasn't every time I tried to perform I would shake so much I found it really really hard and and that went away um, but how did it went away you think well I went to see a Tegan and Sarah show at the Marquee in Halifax and I remember oh filming- my god I love them I love Tegan
0: and yeah and you know what Jen I think I saw you play did you ever play in Victoria BC like like nine years ago yes <laughs> yes I was- oh my god I went to see you I want to remember the the place it was like a little dingy like kind of jazzy place in Victoria, BC. Wild. And I saw you at the Cal Bay Hall, too. I don't know if you remember that one. I want to know how you got over your stage fright.
1: Yeah. The stage fright? Um, yeah, so I went to see this taking and Sarah show at the in Halifax, and I just remember feeling really kind of, like, sad because I was watching them, and I was thinking, I, that's what I'm meant to do, and I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? And um, there was this little, little tiny club in Halifax on a corner of Agricola, and West street one world cafe. And I think before that it was called salvation. So this was like early days in 2004, maybe 2003. And, um, and, uh, I went in there and I, I met the owner and I, and I booked a show to play at the end of January. And I think this was like mid December that I, you know, that I had watched Tegan and Sarah and, um, my cu- I called them my, cu- my brother cousins because they were kind of like brothers, Andrew and Rob. I asked them if they would play with me, and we, we all had stage fright together, so we did this thing together. And It's funny because I was thinking about this the other day, but we booked the show, and they played guitar, and I sang because my fingers, I think I, my fingers were kind of shaky. I booked the show, but I wouldn't let anybody go to the show. Like, I think I was- <laughs> a couple of people go and other people like friends and stuff from high school and whatever they wanted to go and and I I said no I think I I think I said yes to like four or five people but then working at this place was Tyler Messick who's a great singer songwriter from here and Pamela Underwater um, another great musician and and a couple other people like Al Tuck was there maybe like there was like people who were kind of like heavy hitters in the scene and that who i had never even met who were just hanging out there. And then, so I just remember them being there and like kind of paying attention to me and just feel, cause as soon as I got on stage, actually, I felt like this confidence and it kind of never left. Um, I don't know why, I guess it was a support. I think, you know what it was, was because I knew that my cousins were, were feeling, they were feeling nervous. It's like the caretaker element or something like that. It just, took over like I wanted to make sure that they felt good so mm. I just kind of was like I feel good you know and mm. that's how my career started I guess
0: it, how incredible that all those people were like were there that night
1: <laughs> like- yeah it was strange
0: and now you know them like just from the community I yeah. guess the music community yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah sometimes I had dreams about Tyler Messick like I had these weird like dreams about like swimming with Tyler Messick, like not in a romantic way, but like <laughs> really vivid dreams. And then I yeah. he has a song called, what does it mean if we meet in dreams? I don't know if that has to do with that, but I think it does, but I'm not sure.
0: Why do you think it's important for you to make art? And I'm also curious because you're so entrenched in like babies and motherhood right now in this season that I'm I'm talking to you. Like, do you think motherhood as like, helped you thrive in creativity or like have you seen the difference yeah
1: like I was saying about wanting to like I want to nourish my children in every way so I want to like I think I feel like nourishing my art and creativity gives them nourishment like in Mm -hmm. all of the ways and I like the idea of bringing them up through this experience and letting them experience me following my passion and um, which is something my mother instilled in me. And, um, so I think that it's given me kind of a new sense of a purpose where it's, it's, I mean, I've always kind of followed artistic, the artistic path, because I think that it gives something to other people while I know it gives something to me as well, but like giving to others has always really given me a, a big boost. And, mm-hmm. um, and now I feel like I'm, I'm looking at it more strategically, like, I'm doing this as well for my family, if that makes sense.
0: It does make sense. And I'm, and your partner is a musician as well?
1: He's a musician. He's a record producer. He is a jack of all trades. He <sighs> has helped me with um, – he's really, like, led the ship in a lot of ways for me with, like, lots of different, like, make making videos. We make music videos together. He's done tons of graphic design. I'm just, like, starting – this time at home has really given me um, – Some an opportunity to to become a little more self sufficient with like tools that you know he's always kind of been in charge of, but like I'm really getting into editing, and I'm I've got some recording gear that I'm got you know gonna he's gonna mentor me on how to you know just there's always little things that have to get Mm -hmm. done like oh you know somebody needs you to get on the radio and sing a song and I don't want him to be in charge of all that stuff like I really crave independence as well. And just so gifted and talented and, and smart and fast at things that it's been really the go-to for Danny to do a lot of the stuff where I don't actually like that feeling. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to um, um, use this time to like also hone my skills, like where I'm not, it's not my natural go-to like I'm really creative and like, like to be like on camera or painting and stuff. But like, you know, like sitting at a computer and like learning how to use a Cubase and blah, blah, blah. Like that's not like my thing. I'm getting into it.
0: For those of you who know me, know that I am obsessed with flowers, but also essential oils. I was flipping out so excited when I came aware of Lightwater Essential Oil Blend Company right here in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. The bottle is so pretty and there's so many ways to use each blend. From the energetics of chakra work, med station or daily uses in headache relief, deeper sleep support, or to tap into a creative space. There's so much to explore and a blend for everyone. My current faves are the Create and Power blend. But my house will definitely smell a winter woods during the holidays. Light Water is offering the Shequest community a whopping twenty percent discount on all regular price items. Go to Instagram or the website LightWaterEO.ca. That's LightWaterEO.ca, and use She at checkout for a twenty percent discount. Again, that's capital C H E. To explore these blends yourself. Happy holidays. I totally know what you mean. Like, I love to create content yeah. and be like, yeah, I do that. And like the computer drains me, but I know it's yeah. like a vital part of like what I I need to know too, you know? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm, I'm curious, um, like, how do you, you talk, like your biography is so beautiful. And you talk about, I love this idea of like, you know, you're writing a song and the song kind of comes in you in a dream or like you kind of get a download, like, Mm -hmm. perhaps you can talk to us about that process of like, when the songs like find you or I'd love to hear that. Yeah,
1: they find they just kind of, you know, they kind of fall into my lap a little bit. And it feels like a moment where you got to catch something. And if you don't, it's gone. So I have to and sometimes I miss them. And it's been happening to me a lot lately with ideas. Like I feel like I've been shifting out of like, songwriting and shifting into, like, this other thing. Like, i have been making these, like, stupid skits and stuff. Oh,
0: my God. They are LOL. Okay. Let's just pause a minute to appreciate, like, your
1: videos. So, like, this Christmas special that I filmed yesterday that we're, like, working on now, it's just, like, I'm, like, up in the middle of the night, like, feeding my kid and, like, nursing my baby and and then just being, like, I need to go to sleep. And I'm, like, oh, I can't because I have to, like, write down this thing or it's going to be gone. And so I feel very like full of ideas right now and but it's different. It's not just like sitting and writing music. Like I feel kind of far away from that process right now. And but it's nice to have other things to go to like just like this whole like pandemic has given me this gift of not being on tour because I did tour with Gus until the pandemic st- started. So like from 9 weeks until from 9 weeks old till Whatever, a year and a bit or something. He was touring with us, like, and it was, you know, I wouldn't change it now, but it was so, so, so crazy, and and like just the day to day is so crazy. Like every second is full. And I, like, I know, I, I know you know what I mean. And like, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying the break. I needed a shift, and I feel like I as soon I needed a shift, and I asked for one, and I got one. Mm, I love Not that though, thing. I say <laughs> that the pandemic is my doing you can't go anywhere and I was like great
0: but I you know, love that
1: I know I love that
0: mindset though like you you said you know the gift of the pandemic mm-hmm. you know like looking back like I love to reflect like that okay what are the ce- what, what can we celebrate here like looking back you know what, what's it, uh, you know it was like a huge pivot but like you know, it's like, no, I was actually like, this was a gift. You know, I love that you said that. Um, But like, tell us a story. Like, let's say like Raven, that song that I love so much. Or like, one of my favorites of yours is In Your Dreams. Or um, I love the lion one. What's the lion one? Is so good. I play it in my yoga classes all the time. Like, do you sit down and just write it out?
1: Or it's like bits and pieces or it's different? Yeah, that, that song, I mean my creative process is simple. It's just, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to write something simple. And I just like sat down and, and there you go. <laughs> That's it. I mean, with Raven, I, that song I wrote on the keyboard downstairs in the basement when Danny was making a record with the good lovelies. And, um, I just remember like there was a microphone set up with reverb and I was like, Oh, I love singing with reverb. And then this song just kind of came out and it was just like the beat drove the writing of that song. And, Whereas "Lying with Me," I wrote on an acoustic guitar, was just kind of like this love song to like love song to where we live and like Echo and to my to my partner and um, and just kind of about like finding the beauty in the daily struggle that we were experiencing, which is not a huge struggle, but just literally trying to get out of the driveway because there's so much snow and loading the van full of gear and driving to the airport and flying somewhere and being exhausted and putting on a show and blah 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 and. All the, like, boring details of, like, what it is to really actually be a musician on the road. Being like, I would rather do this with you than not.
0: Like, do you practice every day? Like, I'm just, I just get Lord, so into- no. no, no.
1: I hate practicing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like seasons of your life more. So, yes. When the guys are like, we need to practice. And I'm like, yeah, we need to practice because we have a show. So we better practice. And I'm, yeah. I don't want to practice. I want to just play in front of people and write and record. And I try to make the best out of rehearsing.
0: How you talked about a, a bit about the pandemic and how you kind of had to pivot there. But um, do you feel like it's easy for you to embrace kind of the change in, yeah. changes in your life? I yeah. really
1: love I really am good at embracing change. And I think that's because my parents like when they separated and we moved around a lot, my brother and I, my brother's a really busy cinematographer in Ontario and we just love him so much. And we have talked about how that was kind of a gift for us as well, because like we moved a bunch of times and had to learn how to make friends a bunch of times and kind of like, you know, it was a while before either of us really settled into a place and we're like, Hmm, we're, we live here now. Or, you know, someone actually recently told me that um, I'm good at pivoting and I never no one ever said that to me before and I never thought about it, but this pandemic I've really pivoted and I'm just like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm excited about new ideas that are different. I, I said, cause it really like the last year of my touring, I think. I started to feel like I was in a bit of a hamster wheel. Like I was doing the same thing and the audience is always so great and beautiful and I love them. And, but I just kind of felt like, am I, I can't do the same thing over and over and over again that's just not me so I want to have I want to have shows for the rest of my life I want to have like beautiful special shows but I'm done with I think I'm done with like the hamster wheel thing
0: it's nice to innovate too and I think sometimes when like change like comes out we were like you know just creatively we're like okay like just find new ways to like lead you know
1: I love that I'm loving painting and I'm loving, like, making this Christmas special thing. It's like, I'm basically, my feelings right now is, like, I don't, I don't want to have just, like, online Zoom concerts, but I want to yeah. make specials, you know? Like, I want to make something that's, like, a really feels like a new type of craft. Have you made change, like, over the
0: years? Like, if you think of Jen when she was, like, in her, like, early 20s, like, do you feel you've made change over the years that like allowed you to connect kind of deeper with your work like I'm just I it's so refreshing to interview you because I a lot of times I hear people like it's really like we talk about creativity but much more in like a resistance almost it's like it's hard and for you it's like no like songs just come to me it's like no no it's just like (laughs) it seems so natural for you but I'm wondering if like over the years you've Somehow, yeah, just like almost, you know, in, you know, mini pivots, like all over the place. I'm I mean, this. when
1: I was in my young 20s, I was like out every night getting drunk, like listening to bands, just like going crazy, partying, dancing all night. Like I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but then when I went to like book shows, I was booking them for myself and it was easy because I would just call the bar and be like, hey, Tony, what's up? Can I come over and stay?" <laughs> Sort of the that's something I did then to start where I was, where I am now, I guess. Yeah, it's just you're so where you're
0: you you should be now. So cool.
1: I mean, when I started the like, started in the music business, like, I didn't know that what I was doing at all. Like, I didn't know that I was starting what I was doing. I was just like, I'm gonna go play some songs. And then, yeah, I was like, let's get in the van. You know, it was very organic and very, very loose. Um,
0: if somebody with to come up to you like an aspiring like you know singer songwriter is there any like I love to get really hands-on in the podcast is there like any you know any ways you tell them like how to start almost building a relationship with like your intuition and like for so many of us this kind of side is so dormant you know
1: I always found that like going to concerts like going to see live music and listening to listening music always really opened up something Mm -hmm. in me or I have found that, um, uh, you know, for a long time, I think I would draw on emotional upset. You know, if, there was, if I was like sad about something or angry, I would be like, oh, I better go like play music because I might get something out of this. And now I feel like I approach it from a different way. I don't need to be like like hard done by or angst healing or something. Like I just can go to work, you know, because I feel like more of a perf- experienced, kind of like a seasoned professional a little bit that I could just go and be like, oh, it's time to do my job. So I'm just going to sit down and do it. And I know how to tap into that source so easily, I think now, because I've done it so many times. It's just like kind of when you trust your instincts and like when you listen to your the inner voice, The more you do it like the better you are at at connecting to it and so I can connect to that really well because I've done it so many times I really really trust my instincts yeah and I just like I enjoy the the risk element of music and and to kind of just feel like you're plunging into something and you don't know what you're gonna get out of it you know
0: and I, I mean, you're, and you're, it's funny you say that about your songs, but right now I see a lot of that coming out in your little videos that you're putting out too. Oh yeah, it's
1: ridiculous. It's
0: so great. Like you're just, it's so, they're so funny, but they, I always like, after I'm like, they make me feel like, like just playing and yeah. just like, make life so well, serious.
1: I don't know when you're like airing this, if this is like Christmas season or when you're airing this or not, but like. I have I was telling my brother this on the phone this morning that I feel like with all like fully genuinely I feel like my job right now is to bring Christmas cheer to people because it's been such a crazy year like I just I'm just like I know how to do that like I know how to bring joy and and that is what I'm doing that is my purpose right now
0: Hey, so in case you didn't know already, my name is Estelle and I'm a Quebec-born, Nova Scotia living yoga teacher, creative mentor, visual artist, author, and grief activist. You can visit my work and offerings at estellethompson.com, that's E-S-T-E-L-L-E-T-H-O-M-S-O-M.com, and subscribe if you like you like this conversation and it's helping you it has an impact on your life please subscribe give chic quest podcast a five-star review and you know the best thing you can do is just take it a screenshot as you're listening to it and post it on your facebook or instagram story and it just really helps me get some traction momentum and share with others um you know, what you love, what you're listening to, and that's, it's helping you, because it might just help someone else, thanks so much, bye, merci, Mwah. and I love that you said about, like, going out to see shows, like, obviously, we can't do that right now, but um, I feel that we, too, like, they, like, other artists, like, become such great, like, expanders, like, even you were mentioning, like, Tegan and Sarah, and you're, like, oh, I see myself in, in <laughs> them, why am I not, like, do, doing that, and almost, like, like crashing the barriers you know of like yeah I I love that um how about do you have any favorite like tools for self-growth I love to debunk all that on the show is there yeah anything do you like journal at all or do you um like anything like yeah I know you're in like a season your babies are really small and everything Mm -hmm. but
1: Um, I, like I have journaled, like I went through a really, really massive postpartum depression and anxiety when my first son was born. It was, I don't know if you knew that or not. Did you? No. Yeah, it was, I only sort of barely touched on it publicly, but it was very, very, very intense. Like I did, I did IVF and I was really positive through the whole thing. I've been really fortunate my whole life as well that I've always had really, really steady mental health and felt quite grounded and really been able to use tools like yoga and meditation and art and music to get me through like hard times and to also like always like be able to create something beautiful with meaning out of my hard times yeah and then I got to this place like 10 days after my baby was born that I my hormones crashed so hard that like I thought I was having a stroke, I called an ambulance, I had like six panic attacks, I was like so dizzy, I couldn't walk, like I lost a ton of weight, I couldn't eat, like I couldn't watch TV because I couldn't look at lights, like I was scared of everything. It was the hardest, hardest time of my whole life and Mm -hmm. while I was experiencing that, I was like getting photos done for my album cover, promoting a new record and touring and Mm -hmm. it was unbelievably fucking devastating. And finally I got help. I tried to get help a few different times, but no one would help me because they thought I was like, literally they were like, you're Jen Grant. You don't have um, anxiety. Mm. And I feel like it was like borderline postpartum psychosis. Like it was really, Mm. really bad. Like I thought I was going to be institutionalized. I like told my baby that I, I didn't, I didn't want him to feel upset. Like that I might get like, like I basically was like, had like said goodbye to my baby at one point because I just didn't know what was going to happen to me like it was so incredibly brutal and it was like the worst season of life like in every sense of the word it was Gus was born December 11th and our whole property was covered with ice I couldn't get anywhere and I couldn't you know I couldn't get anywhere um finally like I went to like my osteopath who was like you don't need you don't need anything you're good. Like, read this like, bullshit fucking book. I'm going to give you at night if you start to feel stress. And like, I had full on insomnia for four months, and I was like, read trying to read these like things to be like, like read myself out of this postpartum hole I was in, which like you can't do. No. And um, so I started taking. Um, Sertraline, an anti-anxiety, anti-depressant, after going through this for four months. And and I was on tour and everything. And I knew that I had to start taking something. Like, I was really, really fighting it because I've been such a pro... Not that I haven't been, like, pro-medication for other people, but, like, I was... um, I've always been able to handle myself with the other tools, you know? And... Um, but I was going on tour, you know, and you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was so scared. And finally my IVF doctor like helped me and like, got me a prescription, like not enough of a prescription, but like, he's not that type of doctor, but like I, my family doctor wouldn't help me like, cause he was like, I've known you since you were 10. You just played a oh. show with the symphony. And yeah, I did play a show with the symphony. I don't know. Like I somehow did that. Like my first show back, it was like the last show i didn't want to when i was really pregnant in august and then i the next show was with the symphony you want me to go in front of a fucking symphony and i'm like gonna die and i have this like three month old baby but i did and everyone was like great show <laughs> um but anyway so my point was this no one would help me and finally um my ivf doctor because his wife is a, is a doctor like they can yes. help me and my cousin in law she's amazing. She works uh, in mental health at the IWK. Yeah. Um, she got me in touch with um, a psychiatrist at the IWK and and so and like kind of got me there and it was like this patchwork quilt of help that I fabricated for myself. And yeah. you know Danny was as supportive as he could be, but he's used to me being really strong and really um really resilient and and I am. And something that someone told me during that time, which I thought was really beautiful was you know in like these hardest times when every, like when you are broken and cracked open, you are the strongest, which I thought was really, um, meaningful, uh, and poignant. And so I was really strong. I was so strong. I was so broken. And, um, and then finally, like I got on like the right dose of, of the medication and I just stayed on it because I was like, cause then I got pregnant again and it's safe for pregnancy. And I was like, well, my plan was to go off of it after I felt good. Cause I felt good after six months of being on it, but then I got pregnant again and I was like, okay, I'm never, that can't happen to me ever again. And you know, so I'm I still take that and I have zero side effects and I feel like myself. I'm talking about it in some situations when it feels like the right thing to talk about and which is good which is right for me like I don't want to constantly talk about it you know like I want to bring as I said like I want to bring joy to people which yeah. I'm doing and I but I also want them to know how up I was and like how I want to be that person that can help there's so many women who go through that it's so many so many Listening right now, you're gifting them your story. Do you know that? Like I know, I know that my experience was very, very intense. Like very, it was incredible, and and I'm glad that I had that experience because my empathy, understanding now of of mental illness is is vast, and I Mm -hmm. and I can be that person for for other people Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm still strong. Yeah. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but also, like my the whole time, son. Like basically, I did, yeah, my gorgeous, gorgeous son, and I, and I'm lucky because it didn't affect my relationship with my son. Because I know that for a lot of women, it can also really, really affect mm-hmm. their relationship, which is also nothing to be ashamed about, and is not their fault. But I'm very mm-hmm. lucky that. I just had my beautiful baby with me the whole time. And like, I always just felt so madly in love with him. Like the whole time, you know, the, before he was born, like for years and years before he was born. And then I got pregnant again as a surprise. So anyway, your question, (laughs) you know, my answer is to be an advocate for your own health in whatever way that you need to do. And sometimes that's really challenging, especially when you're falling apart and you need other people to help you. So like accepting help, this time when I had my baby, my brother, obviously I couldn't have anybody around because it was COVID. And that was also kind of good because I sometimes get really overwhelmed with like feeling like I have to host people. But um, my uh, my brother and his wife Tessa, my sister bear, <laughs> um, she, they, they, um, they gifted me with, and her parents who I love, they gifted me with um, the gift of a postpartum doula. is Wanda Cox and she's been such an incredible she came over I called her one night she taught me um my uh she did our prenatal class for with Danny that's how Danny and I met her and we loved her and then Mm -hmm. and then when I had a panic attack on on um Christmas on Christmas night and it was the first one I didn't know was happening I thought I was gonna die I thought I was having a seizure I thought I was having a stroke and so um we call Amy I was texting like Amy Milan (laughs) we decided to call Wanda and Wanda came over and she stayed all night and um they gifted me with 40 hours with postpartum doula so she she was around for me so i knew that i was going to have that support because i don't have any family in nova scotia i don't have my mother uh in this world and so i needed i needed some some kind of like support set up like that and that was a really really good gift every time i started to feel overwhelmed or feel like Oh my God, like what if this like awful thing like happens again with my hormones? I knew that I had her, that she was going to be around if I needed that. I knew that I knew what medications I could take if I was going to have, if I was going to panic or something. And like I had my systems in place. I had everything in place and I, and I was lucky and I was like very healthy. It was so much different. It was the opposite experience the second time. But wow. uh, one one thing that Wanda did when she came over to help me in the middle of the night, she said she never reacted to somebody and she never saw someone react so intensely to water before. Like I had, I was told I wasn't allowed to have a bath because I had a C section. I had like an emergency C section with my first son, which was really fucking terrible and beautiful. So I wasn't having any baths, but I've always really found that water is my one of my best best options for self-care and self-love and she she was like screw that don't worry about not getting the bath just get in the bath and I was like really I can get in the bath and like no. I got into the tub with the, and she passed and be the baby and I was like am I allowed to hold the baby like that was like the frame of mind that I was in like I oh, it was awful and um as she said like as soon as I got in the bath she just saw like all of my like fear and stress just like melt away and so yeah A bath. It's
0: great. Water is such like a cleanse too, you know, and like it holds
1: you just like, you know.
0: It's like the great mother, a bath.
1: (laughs) Connections with women. I love like conversations and like yoga with women. Like I I have so many beautiful male friends, but there is something about like female friends that is really beautiful. Um, Yeah, it's just like I feel like conversations, um, like calling somebody on the phone, I, I get really sick feeling if I'm on my cell phone too much and it's unfortunate with with my job and work and with you your work like it's it's sort of a it's a necessity and it's like the necessary evil but which I also had like a huge issue with with my first record and because I was going through all that stuff at the same time it messed me up but now I have a health like I had to withdraw from from social media like a hundred percent like while releasing a record and everything was just oh I hated it and like I don't follow all of my friends and just like try to still have things come out online while I was like, a f- just couldn't deal with that presence in my life. Yeah. And like, so I basically like I retreated as much as I could and like kind of dealt with it all and then kind of creeped back. And now I, now I use it as like a healthy, a healthiest tool as can be. Yeah. And, and also like making it my own, like um, kind of, using it as a tool to like bring joy to people. Like, so I don't feel like I'm always just like sell, sell, sell. Like it's not what I crave. Like that doesn't fill me up in any way. But like, if I can instead, you know, promote my work via some ridiculousness and stuff on the internet, then great. Like that's, that works for
0: me. Like I, first of all, like, just thank you for gifting us with like your story. I just could hear you speak. All day, and I think those important, like those conversations, are so so important to to have because so many women
1: do suffer. That is not necessary. You do not need to suffer. Yeah. That's such an important um, message. You don't deserve to suffer. So, like, yeah. take the help. Get help.
0: Get help. And like on a personal level, like you were speaking, and one thing that struck a chord for me, like personally, because. Like I'm so like, I'm like joy, joy and sparkles and magic unicorns, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, how do you like, why, how are you so like, so excited about life all the time? And part of me is like, I wish they knew how you can only be as cheery and light as you can be the other way to know the other side, you know? And I really see that in in you too. Oh, I just love you so much, <laughs> but does it you know because you're we're not like like you just kept repeating the word intense, you know that was so intense, and like like I want my life to be intense both you know both ways yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, I cherish you so much um i one last thing before we go into a bit of um rapid fire but is there one thing like to you mentioned taking a bath for sure like to ground yourself but is there any any other t- tools you can
1: food and water honestly um like gorgeous food like cooking a meal sharing a meal in a conversation lighting a candle um connecting to your body i do um reiki i um i studied a bit of qigong um, getting outside and just like being with the intelligence of nature and connecting mm-hmm. to like those sources and grounding to the earth, like sharing and like sending – like I send Reiki to people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like giving love where you can and painting to me feels like yoga for my brain and, um, and just like reveling in the absolute beauty of my children.
0: All right. Are you ready? I have – little uh quick fire questions right. uh, you're good you're good oh yeah sure who knows <laughs> <laughs> favorite mantra it will be okay Ooh. favorite flower wild favorite book you've read about the creative path
1: uh the artist's way Ooh.
0: favorite show on netflix the, the new the new girl <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't a favorite podcast
1: this one oh Oh, I love um my friend Tara Thorne has a podcast called the timeline
0: you know I saw that yesterday posted that I have to check it out because I love her yeah uh favorite treat
1: um like sweet potato chia chia pudding
0: (laughs) (laughs) amazing all right my last question is a loaded one but I have faith in you Jen Grant are you ready
1: Yes, but I also feel like my first my first mantra, I don't think that is my mantra, but that's someone else's mantra they told me the other day. I don't actually really know if I have a mantra. I just like breathing. I just take a breath.
0: Yeah, I go through, like, yeah, my mantras. I always like, forget I- my mantras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, knowing what you know about the transformative power of art, what do you wish women to know more about its magic?
1: I would wish that you just do it because I think it's hard to just start sometimes. And I think that if you just start, then you can really connect to your inner self and then, then you feel peace and then you can spread that peace and love to your family and your friends. Mm.
0: So lovely. You're so lovely. How can we support you?
1: Um, You can buy tickets to my Christmas special (laughs) (laughs) Sunday night. If this goes out before then, I don't know if it will though
0: what if do you have any you have a cd
1: too i have a new christmas album out and i have like seven records i've got all kinds of stuff
0: <laughs> amazing so we go on your website yes or instagram and uh sure any of the things everyone listening to this go on jen grant's instagram and watch her hilarious little mini clips you are so cute and you are so intense and i love you so much you thank you so much, thank you so much thank for you your so time much. okay bye bye